Hey everybody, Chris Banna here. We're going to get into this real fast. Number one, we are doing a quick retrospective on the fantastic band from Cincinnati, Injecting Strangers. And today I have on Richard Ringer, the lead singer, and Dylan Osi's the bass player. Uh, this band only existed for a few years, but they were just so fantastic. And uh, they are the first band in our Crypt Collection series uh, that we're launching this Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern at Romanus Records. We're going to be doing ultra-limited pressings, normally like 100 or less, of uh, just bands that were maybe lost to time or just stuff that we loved that never got pressed to vinyl or has been out of press for you know whatever reason for a really long time. So with that in mind, I'm excited to share with you my interview with these nice Injecting Strangers boys here on the Romanus Records podcast. Oh man, what a savory, delightful day. Uh, as per usual, I need to avoid legal snacks by telling people they're being recorded. Hello, you nice young young boys. You're being recorded. I'm here with half of the corpse of injecting strangers today. And what pieces of the, the corpse-ridden body am I with today? Why don't we start with you, lead singer? <laughs> uh, I'm Richard Ringer, uh, lead singer. Former, former, <laughs> former, former. Oh, so much emphasis on the death. <laughs> rest, in, rest in pepperonis. Okay, look, I tried. <laughs> look, I tried to make something happen last year. Okay, to be clear. All hey, right. Richard, we're living in the now, Richard. We're yeah. living in the now. People weren't right having now. It. You were the what? former singer. Yeah. <laughs> If, I mean, you spell, if you spell now backwards, it spells one. So, like, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, other person? What's your name? Oh, my name is Dylan Osius, and I am the former bass player. Now, see, this is news to me. Osius. See, Osius. I've always said I've always said Osius because I'm like a Neanderthal. Is no, you're a, like the most, the majority of the people in the world. Try it. Like, you can't just read my last name and know how it sounds, usually, OCS. which is... OCS. Is that why you changed it to Hanan on Facebook? <laughs> no, that's just so, like, my internship people couldn't find me. <laughs> Good call. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so, we're here today to celebrate the life, the birth, and the death of injecting strangers and have a have a bit of a a baby retrospective because a lot of people that are following romanus records and stuff they have no idea who injecting strangers was and you know just all that it meant you know if across the cosmos and i'm <laughs> proud to i'm proud to have come in contact with with you fine boys and i'm excited to kind of you know, kind of tell the tale today, you know, and I'm just thankful that like the labels in a place that like I can just put passion stuff out on a whim that I'm just like, hey, this needs to exist. This band, they did more than exist. They lived, you know, so to speak. So I want to like ask you guys, like, how did it start? What was it like 2013? Is that I think 2012 technically, wasn't it? 
Uh, I think started writing. I looked yeah. at your Facebook profile pictures, and your first one had an EP <laughs> release show, and it was in 2013. Okay, so it was 2012 then, because we didn't release anything for, like, the first year. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So, I can, you, do you want do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. I can start, and then Richard, you'll, you'll, you'll jump in there whenever you want. Add some spice, add some spice. Sure. So, basically, this started off, like, I was in a band, Peter and I were both in a band called Automagic. Um, we didn't get to write music in Automagic. Automagic wrote all these. So Peter and which, I, we decided... Which albums, out of curiosity, did you perform on in Automagic? I'm on all of the songs in Black Sunday. If I'm honest, now, I don't know if, if you ended Automagic on bad terms or not. So this is like, who knows? But I, that's actually one of my like uh, next targeted releases for my Crypt collection is that album. <laughs> no, I love I love those guys. Like we ended up being friends. Like with all, I'm friends with all of them still. Good to know. Still Good to know. Them. No, no, it ended because you know, like they Zach and Devin wrote most of the songs, and you know, like I, I perform on Black Sunday, but I didn't write those bass parts. I think I probably added a couple little things in there, but it was mostly just me performing the parts um you're ready to be more of an art boy you're ready to put the art out there i was well and then i always wanted to write with peter because i knew him from school so and peter and i would write music together and then we had an idea that we would write like that peter and i were going to start a band but that we were also going to write instrumentals for richard's solo project what was your solo project called richard richard ringer (laughs) (laughs) it's a good name that's catchy thanks it's got a it's got a certain chime to it you know yeah and at at this point i helped richard with (laughs) you just get that one uh to be clear that's richard's full name (laughs) that's good that's good stuff all right. His full name. His <laughs> parent is. given full name. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> yeah. Hard to think. I don't know why that's so funny. Because um, <laughs> a lot of people's stage names are super stupid. So, like, Richard Ringer's good. Like, but in my brain, <laughs> I don't know why. I just expected something super bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did well. What I I did a few things before that called different things, didn't I, Dylan? At that same time, I did that little thing called something oh, else. You did it. I did a I supernatural did a supernatural Christians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was around. The, yeah, you did like a crooner. That was, that, that was on two, 2013. So that was. Did you do anything on that? I don't remember. No, I don't. Nothing. I thought you did that during Injecting Stranger. You just did it, but I could be wrong. Mm. You might have done it before. Mm. I don't remember. No, super, yes, I remember. <laughs> but most, most all my stuff prior was under just my name, Richard Ringer. Yeah, and then we worked on and like I helped Richard with his album. I just did some bass and we recorded some of it at my house and. 
we just messed with it. So, you know, Peter and I, we wanted to do something. And then we, we just, we tied the first, the first thing Peter and I did instrumentally, we recorded it and then gave it to Richard to try. And like, I don't know, we just immediately liked it. And we were like, I, we just never, and Peter and I never ended up writing anything just ourselves after that. We just kept working on injecting stranger songs. Because I blew them away. And it's funny. Cause, <laughs> so then we got like, you know, injecting strangers is weird and wacky, but like we were like super organized to begin with. We were. We like had like a, a round table meeting where we like brought all of our ideas to the table and like brainstormed and like. Like, well, I like, want these type of instruments. Like I, I think, so anyone who's, like, gotten to know any of you guys and, like, uh, you know, that goes for Chase included, like, all of you guys are, like, really good musicians. Aww. And so that's not, like, surprising, like, at all, you know, to think people that are, like, really technical are then going to be, like, you know, super serial about <laughs> about the construction of the tunes you know and you were coming like you said you're coming out of auto magic and like part of the reason you left is because you're like hey i want to like be able to express myself more and so it makes sense it makes sense so you guys start uh you guys kind of just you know mishmash together how did chase come along as the drummer hey so oh, unless you want to take this one Richard. i can i well so i was in I had gone to New York for a summer and I had been writing with Dylan and Peter. We had written probably the stuff for that we did for the EP that we ended up doing for the EP, right? We had that. Yeah, written, we had been around for almost a year. But we, what, had we been playing? We weren't playing? No. Yeah. No. Well, no drummer. No. It would be a yeah, bit yeah, of a no bummer. Yeah, no drummer. We weren't playing. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> playing before Chase. Well, we had tried out some people before Chase. And before we even found, we recorded the EP before we had Chase, remember? Because I because oh, I yeah, yeah. took a bus, I took a Chinatown bus down to Cincinnati from New York in the middle oh, of the yeah. summer to record the EP. <laughs> remember? Yeah, we used but, that, um, like, from my dad's band. Right, the original <laughs> drummer of the Atlantics. With and if yeah, you can, Chris. if you can come forward just a little bit more, Dylan Aussies, that'd be cool. Yeah, yep. there you go. Thank you, baby. Yep, thank you, baby. All right, continue, continue. But, uh, oh, so so I was there for the summer, and then, like, they added, <laughs> we recorded the EP, and then as I was, like, coming back, they're like, yeah, we just added, like, two more guys to the band. <laughs> and, like, like, one was, like, a musician that we had known from some bands around town, and another was... Uh, was Chase, who I'd never met because he had just moved from Florida. So, like, I was coming to, like, just randomly meet, who, like, who was half the, of the So, band. see, this is even news to me. Who was the fifth man? This is news to me. This was uh, Aaron Disney from Cincinnati. Okay, okay. And what did he play? He played kind of everything. Like, he was, like, he liked to play a lot of different instruments. He mainly played, uh, mainly played guitar. Okay. And then he also, I think, had a keyboard set up at some point. I think he has a band called Talk Mouth now. Yeah, yeah. And he lives in Portland. Okay. But yeah, no, so he was in our band briefly, but he was there first. And then we found Chase on Craigslist. And it was great. Well, we found it like we were just looking for a drummer. And his like advertisement on Craigslist was like 
and like baby talk. I was like, I pl- I played Dwemies for your bandy. And like <laughs> <laughs> I played Dwemies for your bandy. And so we looked and like he had some albums on there we really liked, like Twice, Alopecia was on there, and there were some other ones that people recognized. And we thought it was cool. And he had a he had a band called Easy Breezy from uh Florida. And like his drumming was awesome. We were like and like you know, his timing was great. And yeah, his drumming great drummer. His drumming's like. Oh, I know. And so like he was like the first drummer we tried out. Basically, no, second one. We tried out another one. We tried out Patrick. It was on your album. <laughs> what Patrick? Oh, pa- Patrick was on my album. He was. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. We tried him out, but then we that. tried. We tried Chase out, and he was kind of just instantly in the band. He just kind of. I don't know. It was like easiest fit of a drummer possible that we could have imagined like he was i don't know he was awesome brad so yeah. and at that point is that then when your ep release show existed you're like the formation was there your very first ep and then so that's in 2013 as yeah. my facebook research tells me and then what year did your full length come out is that 15 14 14 yeah okay man you guys did you guys burned bright like the sun and then you were gone like (laughs) so you guys are just you just burst into flames and then you're like we're out of here nerds um so the brightest light burns out the fastest <laughs> flash in the yeah. pan Richard. Isn't it, that's like some like tramp stamp or something like you know better to you know burn hot than be forgotten or title die slow something stupid you know if you ain't first you're, if you ain't first you're last something like that <laughs> better to <laughs> so like, that don't even make any sense they don't, you could be second first I live my whole life off that, man. Um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what was the pro? Like, how fast did that all come together? Like your your full length that we are issuing here on Romanus Records. <laughs> how slow did it come together? Is that right? <laughs> <The question. laughs> oh, because really my got God, mixed and mastered in a weekend. We just like <laughs> we got one in the studio, busted it out, mixed it right there, and we were done in like two days. No, that's a lie. It's an op- it's the opposite of what happened. <laughs> well like so i'm sure it took you guys a while but in the grand scheme of things like the album from writing to existing though it was only but probably about a year and a half a year like it was from the you go from ep to like hey this other album's out now that's not yeah that i mean yeah and we had about like five or six songs before any of the songs on the album that we just right we had a bunch of stuff we wrote at first and then didn't do anything with. We had a song called Pogo. Yeah. Sweet. That will never. <laughs> You're making me want to bust into a line. <laughs> that was the first song we wrote where we were like, oh my God, we could write we really together. We were, we and then we started show. writing more songs and we were like, I don't know about this one. Yeah, maybe we should not play this for people. <laughs> it wasn't like that bad. It, was it wasn't just, that bad. It was just, it just a, wasn't. Uh, it was a silly nothing. song. It was just like a song that was just like it was like four minutes of just like unique innuendos. <laughs> like that's basically all. It was. 
<laughs> so I feel like this entire band, for the most part, and Dylan, again, stay centered, baby. You're the centerist of the most delicious. Oh, goodness gracious. So that nice. Right? That's so good. Like, uh, a lot of the the lyrics, like, to this band feel like they're trapped into a thousand innuendos and stuff. Like, what? where would you say, like, the lyrics and, like, the the art style or like the direction of what you're trying to create came from. So like, it's very theatric. I mean, you know, like you have a song called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in space and like, you know, there's stuff like little shooter upper and just like songs that like are in all honesty, like are ridiculous. Like the, like some (laughs) of the lyrics are ridiculous, but like the delivery is so theatric that it's not, it doesn't feel like I'm listening to some comedy rip. It's like just like it's just this weird like form of theater. Where did that come from? What drove that? Well, Chris, when I was writing these lyrics, I did not write the lyrics. I think the only thing I contributed was the term shooter upper. I think, did you? Yeah. And did then you, you turned it into that? a song. I just said it. I believe you. You turned it into a song. I just song. don't remember. No, I remember we were in Clifton, walking. I like remember the moment. It, it was weird. It was near UC and we were writing it. And then you just started, I said it and you just started singing something well, with it. But Peter that, did that. Peter did that with lines before too. He would say something, and I would turn it into the hook of the thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even like that song so much. Like I, my band in Cincinnati once just played it. Like we just riffed on really? it. Play, yeah, we played nice. it in motor. Aww. We played it in motor. It was like a little little ode. I think you guys were already done, but like one of you may have been there, and I just was like, hey, I remembered enough lyrics that I just told Warner, I'm like. <laughs> play really fast one four and then i just started singing it and it made because like i just i loved the band and maybe it was my little way of being like hey guys like get back together you know no but my my attempts were were ill-fated <laughs> like so patient's child comes out in 2014 and it sounds like it took you guys ages to write in your minds why well you didn't even answer the question where did all this lyrics come from where did this <laughs> <laughs> Get, you see how I did that? You, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to answer the questions. Okay. Well, see, when Chase was writing these lyrics, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, like, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to sound like, I don't know, I don't want to sound like douchey, like trying to explain my lyrics and stuff. No. Would it be better, hey, Richard, Would it be better if but, I attempted to explain your lyrics? And then you corrected me if I am wrong. Look, <laughs> look, we're it's 2021. Like you gotta just like uh, you know, just gotta be yourself. You just you're still you're still here. Just let it. Like where'd it come from? Like I love it. So you know I'm guess, not here to I, dunk on it. I guess there was always just like a like some some of our songs had like kind of violent edges or like a fantastical like innuendo or over the top things like that and sort of the more subversive element of it probably came from like uh just being like 
sort of like raised under really rigid settings and really like closed off this but there was also like a world of like monsters and stuff in that being raised in that sort of way because like i don't know uh like a lot of stuff that like i consumed as a kid was like like monster imagery and stuff and just sort of the like so a lot of the songs on on that record sort of have like a like a horror element to it a little bit of that edge to it uh, yeah the uh I mean, I like, mean, where did Nightmare Nancy come from? Explain, well, that's, to, explain that's, to the folks. That's a pretty easy. That's a <laughs> that's a Nightmare on Elm Street three. That is what Nightmare Nancy is sort of referencing, because <laughs> it's uh, it, it's going through the Nightmare on Elm Street three is probably like my favorite, uh, like horror film. So I kind of wanted to do like a song to it. Um, I actually played it for the actress who, who played Nancy in the in the movie. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. <laughs> well, that's rad. And she uh, she really dug it, so that was cool. Um, but, but yeah, it's uh like the, it's through the eyes of the doctor who's in love with Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street three because it kind of ends on like a cliffhanger, and then the fourth one comes along and they lost Wes Craven again, and like they didn't pick that back up. So <laughs> So <laughs> Nightmare Nancy is sort of like where the direction it should have gone. It should have gone with like Nancy being like the next like haunting Freddy Krueger character, in my opinion. So that was sort of the uh, <laughs> the theme behind that one was like a movie I loved. <laughs> so go ahead, Dylan. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I'm good. No, I, I promise. I, I was just going to say, and I think it turned into Nightmare Nancy 1 and 2. Cause I, did we have Nightmare Nancy 1? Did we have them originally attached to each other? I almost feel like they might have. Or like a Maybe. One... Like it was one big long track. I could be wrong about that. We yeah, usually we... played it we usually played it as one big long track when we did it live. Right. But then there was times where we would go into a different song right after Nightmare Nancy part one. Like it was still an intro song, but we introed it into something else. Right, right, right. So yeah, I'm awesome. I'm looking here and like there's I'm so serious like I love this album. This is an album that I still it's weird. This doesn't feel like sunny day music, but like when it's like a nice sunny day and my life is like just really killing it and um especially if like I'm on the road or something, you know, pre-covid like if me and Warner are out and every once in a while you're just thinking about like, oh, like what's some bands that like mid-level bands that we've played with that we really dug what they were doing and like this is one of them and we would like be like ah man we love that band you know and um so your only music video now you actually have a second thing that you sent me um that was lost to time but your only music video is detroit (laughs) and how did that come to be oh wow like why why that song I, I think we just liked it the most. <laughs> I think we were like, this is, this sounds the most like the single. <laughs> like, so, I yeah, I don't really remember. It. it was just. Yeah, I don't remember exactly why. Because it was kind of like mid-tempo. It was right in that sweet spot. It wasn't too fast. It wasn't too slow. It wasn't too short. <laughs> it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was the one we liked the most, I think. And in the video, yeah. like. 
you know, I think some of the bizarre horror stuff comes through. I mean, you get stabbed by a samurai sword. Like, right. I you're like, <laughs> you're like, we had some guy. I actually yeah. got injured a, few, a couple times on that. Set. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I got like, kind of I got burns on my back from where I got drugged because it was like across <laughs> like a dusty. I forgot about it because we like having to redo awful cakes. wood floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got burns on my back. I was actually choking on the water. When they were holding me underwater in the bathtub. That's I real remember choking. You shouldn't have done that. You know, like, yeah. you, you're not supposed to breathe underwater. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in a warehouse in November. And like, <laughs> it was like. Yeah, we, we, we ended up having to shoot. We're in this random warehouse in, on the West End in Cincinnati, which is, you know, a little. You got to be careful in the West End at night. Uh. But we had to shoot at night because we needed the outside windows to be dark. So we couldn't do it during the day. So we did like three weekends in a row of staying up pretty much all night for all of the weekends. Wow. So it was like three weekends in a row, wasn't it? It went on. Like we went back and forth there for for months, though. For like, well, then we went there and did was, other yes, stuff. We did, the we did other stuff, but then we had to do like a bunch of supplementary scenes throughout months. Yeah, it, it was, was about like a six-month process. Yeah, whole process smokes. about six. Yeah, it was six. cool. The guys we worked with were awesome, and they did it just because they liked that. Like, it, it, yeah, we got really lucky. Guys. Well, it, it turned out friends. it turned yeah. out great. Like, it's not, you know, even if it took the took the time, it it turned out fantastic. And again, over the scope of how fast, you know, the album released from like your EP to that, you know, it was pretty pretty massive you know like amount of stuff to happen in that time um so you guys put out patience child in 2014 and basically you just sort of like touring off of that you know and just kind of getting the word out and um like what are a few and this you know i wish we had the whole gang here and i really love peter's guitar playing it's super wacky and weird and like what were like, what were a few of your, like, favorite memories, like, when you were doing it? Like, what are things you were proud of? Or, like, things that you were like, oh, that was a disaster. <laughs> I can <go. laughs> do, do you want to talk about I can pr- go. I say proud I or go. disaster? I'm used to, be, I'm used to being... Let's go with proud. Think of a couple proud things, <laughs> and then we'll proud. go... And, and then All we'll right. get us we'll get a disaster. <laughs> we'll get some disasters. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple suggestions. Sure. <laughs> we had one particular tour where like i felt like we started to actually come into our own like so after patience child we like really hit the road hard as hard as we could and i think within about and we ended up really going hard for about over a year and a half but somewhere in there um i feel like we hit a stride with each other because we played together so much and then we went on this tour where we also discovered that, like, you know, we started taking pictures of the four of us just in random places. And it ended up being, I think, kind of a turning point for us in terms of even just how we presented ourselves and how we changed what we looked like and where, because we just had four of us just doing cool things together. And it was always really fun to, like, get those photos together and post them and find cool places to go 
and like we all got along really well doing that and it was like there was a lot of hope and a lot of energy and it was i don't know one of the best times of my life i think just in general nice that's nice man that that was so pleasant like (laughs) what like uh what were like were there any shows that you remember that you were just like oh that was like fantastic or like that was a wild evening or like i remember getting to see you guys with jeff the brotherhood i love jeff the brotherhood so like that was just like for me i was like hey this is a bill that i love like it was just good for, <laughs> it was good for me but like what were some like of your guys's like favorite memories of like shows that you're like oh that was you know wild or whatever could i say this will also this will also tie into my what I was proud of, <laughs> but because I had one, I thought of one, but it was a uh, one show that comes to mind was when we did it with a uh, Man Man. We had that show with Man Man. Oh yeah, yeah. On, and, Fa- and it was on Fountain Square, and it was actually when we debuted the Detroit music video. You remember? Yeah. So we had it playing on a jumbotron in the background. And that was our first yeah. song. And, and it was like the intro to like us going on the stage was like the jump on the jumbotron, the music video playing for like pretty big crowd of people. And I remember seeing it playing on the jumbotron, and I remember looking over, and I saw a small lad upon his father's shoulders, <laughs> and he was looking up and he was watching, and they were just watching the screen together. And like that was probably like that was like a big moment for me in the band because I was like, oh, cool, like. I don't know, like, it was, a, I felt like, really, yeah, like, upbeat about things. In that, felt like you were connecting that time. with yeah, the youth. Yeah, yeah. It felt like, like we a, did something right. Right. You know, like, it felt, and, and, and it, that video. And actually, we had that katana scene censored on the version that was on the oh, truck. So the small child did not see, like, the blood spray all over the, the woman in the shoes. God about that. We had a censored version. <laughs> that's, that's why, I think that's why on YouTube it says uncensored. It's because yeah, of the one, the one time we played a censored version. <laughs> we thought track. it was cool at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, for... No, that, that was that was a big turning point for us because people started taking us more seriously once we had that video. I think it was easier to get shows all of a sudden. Like it was easier for people to want to get like it was something like our EP, our first EP had a lot of issues in production. And we just like because we switched. We switched drummers like once Chase came aboard oh, yeah. with drummers. <laughs> And what we realized after the fact is that our original drummer who we got wasn't really on the click very well. So what ended up happening is that then Chase played and he was like, Chase was perfect on the click, but the rest of the music wasn't. So we had to then redo everything and we decided to do it ourselves and mix it ourselves. We should have just kept the old drums and been like, Chase, just wait a minute. (laughs) Right, and then Chase would have gotten a drum on the... Such a pain in the ass. Really oh my like. god, that, e, that first <laughs> EP was probably the most torturous thing we recorded, except for maybe the last EP. <laughs> so, yeah. so you tour on Patience Child for, I'd probably say, about two years, and in between, towards the end there, you were working on your final EP, and. I don't even know if that EP had a name. Did it have a name to it? Yeah, it was called um, 
dying to be born. Well, that's yeah, that's what the EP's name is. That, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Dying to oh, be born. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which was actually so. Here's the thing: we were never aiming to write an EP. We had like 35 half-finished songs. We were aiming for like a full-length album. And doesn't yeah. it sound like the writing process was just going great? So <laughs> oh, the writing process. 35 unfinished songs. So this is this is half the fun. This is half the fun. So this is part of like you know this is life. This is the corpse and like so I'm just you know uh, a delicious Indiana boy on the outside, <laughs> just like me and Warner are touring to death and we're like what's going on you know whenever you're touring you're always kind of like watching like your your peers and other people that like you feel like are on a similar level as you that are doing those 50 to 150 shows a year and you're kind of like all right what, what are they up to and i remember like i had around 27 27 that 2017 like my label was like ripe like had just started and i kept thinking like ooh. Maybe I'll get to like, I should talk to them about pressing this other thing, you know, bringing out of the, out of the crypt. And then you guys started writing the new stuff. And I was like, oh man, they don't get picked up by somebody. Like, I should put it out. I'll just wait till it's done. And done never came. And like, the last time I that should have been what honestly that should have been the album name is done never came. <laughs> and I, the last time I remember. The last time I remember seeing injecting, like, and knowing that it was still alive and moving was uh, there was a festival that I played here in Indiana called Fountain Square Music Festival, and you guys were playing it as well during the day. Oh, and you that guys was were one of playing, my shows. And you guys were playing in the middle of the day before the Hi-Fi expansion. <laughs> Wait, where was this? It was in Indianapolis. It was in Indianapolis. So we played this where we, like... We all got tacos after. You don't remember the time? No. You played you want, a, a oh, the one time ex- that we got tacos. Well, it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. And the hi-fi was still like small. And I remember that you played it. I went and watched. Had a good time. And I remember. It's weird that I remember, but like this shows how much like I really enjoy like your band and especially with like running the label and stuff. I get so many submissions all day and night. And I want people to like enjoy their art and stuff, but believe me, I do not enjoy all art that I receive. So like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> but like, I so I really enjoyed the band, and I just remember uh, hearing like, a uh, white young man, and I was like, ah, oh, that song rules. Like, I can't wait, I can't wait for this new album. And little did I know, you know, like I was just, it was like a, uh, when a star is getting ready to like. You know, it's it's just blown up and it's burning out and you don't know it, you know. And it seemed like it was after that, like it just kind of fell apart. Would you be willing to discuss what happened? Like what happened? What what, what was the shakedown? What took place? I'll start. I'll start here. And then Richard pick it. We'll, we'll just go back and forth. We'll go back and forth. So I mean, kind of. It's a good thing this ready. is audio only. You could like, uh, you know, if I was doing video for this one, you know, you could just see the nerves on people's faces Richard's, Richard's like what is he gonna say and how is I he- look so relaxed right now I'm just like I'm in a rocking chair 
You're the one who keeps you're the one who keeps physically moving away from your monitors. That is true. That's true. I'm in a room. And for those who like, obviously you can't see. I mean, Richard's in a room full of mirrors, so like he has the utmost confidence. He's willing to like deal with himself on all levels at all times. All levels. All times. I can't see myself because I'm like a little teeny little screen up, up here. Maybe I need to make myself bigger. Look, right. I'm looking into an eternity of me. Oh man. That sounds like exactly. Sounds like a yacht rock album. So, <laughs> the eternity, eternity of me. <laughs> so, so That's after my you write, thing. I've been working. yeah, no, for Wham, <laughs> for sure. And then, so you go. So what happens? Like you're writing, and I remember seeing lots of like pictures, and then you know, I know you guys were doing it yourself, and and then it just like every update was like, hey. Uh, things are a little slow. Hey, we're we're still here. <laughs> hey, we're doing it, and like you know, and then one day it was just like, hey, we're we're done. Well, I I would say the first thing that started it was that stress between feeling the need to keep up the audience we were starting to acquire, and then also having time to write. That was kind of I feel like the first part of the equation because like. There was a lot of pressure to like keep playing the shows, and we just didn't have time. Like our songs take a while to write because all four of us write them, so it's it's not like one person comes in with a fully fleshed out idea. Like we literally piece the song together. Sometimes they come out more like that. It depends, but oftentimes they're slowly pieced together and kind of like you know molded. And we just didn't have time to do that. So you know when when we would. We wouldn't get into like any kind of good streak with writing for a while we started so we do it a little here and there and like we definitely are the kind of group that we kind of got to write a not great song before a good one comes out so we kept on like we just couldn't get into our groove we didn't have time there was within the band disagreements on like how many shows well, we should be playing while we were writing everybody <laughs> it's a band where like everybody is always like in their own heads all the time, <laughs> like, right. like like everybody and I think the ego it, set in. Yeah, ego set in, and every and like I'm not I'm not not guilty of this. Every but everybody like <laughs> when I did that. No, but everybody, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of like perfectionism in people. Like maybe somebody wants like a certain tone, or somebody's like taking a while to write this verse, and it's just like. I no, I, I didn't write something that I wanted it to be like up to this, up to this, up to this, and but that can get like really exhausting <laughs> when it's four people doing it and fighting for space, like fighting for every inch to show everybody right. how awesome. No, they for are. sure. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, yeah, so like there was there was a lot of that going on. <laughs> Which which yeah. which strains a writing process. Everybody's straining it. It's everybody's rocking the boat. Every single person in the boat rocking it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing. It's like what I've discovered, and like, yeah, having four cooks in the kitchen doesn't matter who they are. It's a lot of cook. Like three is an easier number. So like when like Richard, Peter, and I were just writing with each other, it was easier. And then when like Chase, Peter, and I were writing, it was easier. It's just like there's something about four that just makes the dynamic like there's just so many cooks in the kitchen. 
so it's like what would end up happening is like taste peter and i would come up with an instrumental and give it to richard and then richard wouldn't like it and then there would be a time where like richard chase and peter would be together and then i wouldn't like it and yeah. then there'd be something like you know, <laughs> be like a lot of that and there would be a lot of like oh we should just do it over and then you do your part over and then let's like we were nitpicking each other and then it was starting to just get like exhausting and we were just like there's a lot of crankiness there's a lot of crankiness we stopped we stopped kind of like hanging out as friends which we were doing a lot more in the beginning and a lot less in the end um so word to band people out there hang out with your band outside of your freaking band <laughs> like, right. like go to the movies with them play D, like do something else where you could be friends because if all you have is this thing that you're sharing you're going to start hating each other for it <laughs> like, seeing seeing them as more of a a uh obligation than a friendship and that and it's that kind of stuff it just we weren't as close when you're not as close you put up with way less bullshit <laughs> then exactly. the little things start getting on your nerves yeah, we were just really, we just took it really, really, really seriously. It's like, we had this image of us being goofy. We took it too seriously. But we took it <laughs> so seriously. Like, we were, like, on a freaking mission. And, like, we were just hustling. And then just, we were forgetting to actually enjoy what we were doing. And that important. It's like, we were, like, really, when we started this band off, like, we all got along really well. It was, mm-hmm. like, perfect like, the four of us together, even just in terms of skill set and what we bring to the table, like, matches together like a puzzle in a really cool way that I've never experienced in, like, any context in my life. I, like, There's nothing band. better than that, being in a band with your best friends. Nothing it was better all- than that. Well, originally, when we started writing, originally, when I was in Automagic for a while, I, like, I basically, like, told them this was a side project and I was never going to play a show with them. And it was, like, it was like our bowling night at first. And then slowly I started to come around to the idea of leaving Auto Magic, and then we did it. But like it started off as fun, and then we, we seduced just... him. We were his tour de fer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing. I'm just writing for a couple things. It's for a solo thing. We're just friends. We're just friends. <laughs> we're all my mistress. And then Peter was married at that point too, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were we were, we were all his mistress then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna never mind. <laughs> but Peter yeah, is not think... Peter is not here to defend right, himself. Right, right. That's why I, I miss Peter. I miss Peter. I miss Peter too. Well, I, I mean Peter. I I I don't I still we I think we all still talk. I yeah. I talk to Peter, you and Chase pretty regularly. Yeah. And uh yeah, I know I know Peter would be that here. That wasn't what Peter, happened right after the band broke up. <laughs> Peter got well. Peter got sick, so he got behind on some of his work. He had to do some. So, yeah. So the to kind of put a bow on the end. So you're writing, you're writing, and like you're starting to sounds like letting like the really good like you're letting perfection get in the way of really good. And I think for bands sometimes that's like. That can just unwind a band so fast where you're like you have all the ex- all these expectations of what you want it to be and you're trying to present your best art, you know, but like when you're so close to it, especially when you're always mixing it and like 
you're so close to it. It's just hard as any human. Anytime you're doing any kind of art or you're just building something, if you've been staring at it for days on end, like it's hard to like see the outside world and see the perspective of like, hey, I just let one of my friends listen to this and they said it's amazing. And we're over here, you know, taking the whole song back apart. <laughs> what are like what are we doing? And you know, I've seen man, I've seen bands this is part of like running a label and just been doing it now long enough that I've worked with enough bands that I've had bands that I'm like, look, like these are the this is the date. Like I gotta have this stuff in my hand. Like and if you don't feel good about it, like you need to tell me and like we'll put it on the back burner. And when it's time it'll be time. But like you also just gotta like if I tell you and I'm ready to spend thousands of dollars that I really dig it, like it's probably fine, you know? And I think I look at like how the band, you know, you're writing, you're writing and then it just starts to split apart. And then it looks like at the end from what I know, like Richard, you fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> With his muse. Yeah. You, you, felt, you fell He's in actually love. a great person. I love you. He's awesome. You fell in love. <laughs> I did. Like, I did. Yes. And you're yes, like, I did. and it seems like the stress well, was maybe there, and you're like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm in love. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes, that's quite frankly what happened. No, but I mean, it was, yeah, it was already kind of, I don't know. I did, I, I wasn't a huge fan of like the direction <laughs> that we were. I felt like a lot of the ideas that I wanted to do in the band, nobody wanted to do. And a lot of ideas everybody else wanted to do, I didn't want to do. <laughs> and um, I had sort of tried to express that a lot. And I don't know. It's like it's like that one song, you know, like, I can't think of it right now. It's the worst time when something's recording oh, to try to think of a song. Okay. <laughs> it's not Pogo. I'll think of it later. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, and I... Uh, I reconnected with a long lost love in my life. Are you gonna tell are you gonna tell them Mother of my children? Chris the influence child. that <laughs> single child. Are gonna, what? Are you gonna tell Chris the influence that Gina had over our early lyrics? Oh yeah. I mean like I had songs about her and stuff. <laughs> songs about her murdering you in the future. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the long stuff future. like that. So, all that, kinds of things of that nature. You know, if that's not love, <laughs> you know. Um, oh, I know, it's great. And she at that time wrote an album about you. She wrote a, she wrote her own album, All About Me. It's true. Well, uh, this, is, this is a side history. These are side histories. Look, there's lots of, there's lots, <laughs> and I, I mean, there's it's lots of, of Richard Lost Love, you know, uh, bands that are continuing to acclimate to Romanus Records. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> you're a charming man um there's no doubt about it you know you've just got that snake oil salesman like goodness about you no doubt about it um you're like a you're like a really cool snake oil salesman everyone's like look man like i, I just like, got it because now i have this like i know it's snake oil i get it but it's like ironic that I got it from him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like a cool souvenir. Like I knew it was really. Cool. And so, like, <laughs> you fall in love, and it seems like things were like 
maybe on like starting to be on the outs anyways, and then just the EP comes out and like. Well, the EP well, that's not is, quite the order. Okay, and, that, and, that's, and that's what I'm trying to like. Uh, so I heard this. Right, EP. Wait, wait, let me take this. Let me take this one. So. Okay. As you're yeah, using that, as you're Richard. using that silly putty like stress ball like. During this time, we, I knew Richard was. I knew Richard was talking to Dina, hanging with her, but I didn't. Make a lot of noise, like, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Oh, we lost them. Oh no! Well, now it's my turn. Just kidding. Oh, there no, he is. I was all right. In the, it was all dark. <laughs> all right uh continue oh so i was gonna say so what what i didn't know is that richard was planning on proposing to gina like he didn't tell peter and i first he told chase and then chase told us uh (laughs) chase chase told them like an hour before i was about to tell them yeah so So richard when i showed up to like make this big announcement, everybody already knew. I had this like, whole <laughs> and Chase and Chase had already done it. So I just walk in and it, and I think it was you, Dylan. You walk up and you're like, we already know. <laughs> like, like, that was like, exactly my tone. You nailed it. <laughs> it was. So Chase. Chase. Now, uh, now Chase. This is part of me getting to be like the friend therapist in the middle of all this. Because, like, truth be told, I've been trying to be a bridge for injecting for about two years. Like, Chase, were you were you it's, angry that your friend was in love? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Were you wait, angry? Are you calling that, me Chase? Or are no. You... <laughs> no. Is Chase on this call? No, no, no. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan. Chase no, knew no, first, because... so I doubt it. I doubt he was jealous. He he got told first, so I'd imagine Richard felt most confident. That I he thought you were trying to Lori Povich me right now, and like Chase was about to like pop up. <laughs> <in the corner. laughs> I wish like that'd be amazing. Fantastic. Look, I wanted everybody on here, but like it's just tough sometimes. So oh, I well, okay, so no, because no, I didn't care that he was with Dina. It was part <laughs> of the part of the uh, proposal was that he was then going to go move to L.A. So right. what Which I knew is I also <laughs> wanted to do <laughs> for like right, three, exactly. and I've been pushing everybody in the band for like three years. <laughs> like, like, hey, I can't do this again. I can't do another winter I like know. this. I'm depressed. <laughs> like, I need a little. So, <laughs> so, so my annoyance at that time wasn't wasn't the love. It was that he was then moving to L.A. and and Richard wanted to make it work but we just didn't really now i think all of us were so fried at that point like we weren't none of us was willing to put in the like effort to make that dynamic work and then we just like we actually decided about an hour before richard showed up to that meeting that we were starting oids <laughs> all right <laughs> so we yeah, already, they were like all like, <laughs> i remember like two weeks prior to this happening everybody was like yeah i don't know how much longer i can give this band I don't know. Like, if it's not if it's not this by then, I don't think I'm gonna stick in this band. And then I show up to like 
<laughs> to leave and everybody's like we're all sticking together no matter what <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> we're gonna be our own band now like, yeah for at least eight months um <laughs> yeah we went about the time of this kind we went about a year and a half we we didn't we don't we didn't play shows right away it took us probably eight months right. to play a show. And that takes yeah that takes time i saw an oid show i saw one um so yeah the band comes and goes and like life moves on and now you're all responsible young men and what do you uh you know as you look back hey i'm so excited to get this album out like i'm so excited because i think it like matters to like a lot of people well, we appreciate you putting the energy into it. My only fear is that, like, my label, like, is probably going to sell almost all of it out on Friday. And then people are going to be mad that it's gone so fast on Saturday. But at either at any rate, like, Dylan, what was the thing you were most proud of? I mean, besides, like, what I talked about with the... Music video, I'd say probably at this point I'm the most proud that we all end up staying friends through what could have been us never talking again. Based Such off good of answer. intensity. That's a that's a great answer. That's a really good answer. <laughs> I think I think I realized like it's you know, we went through all the stuff, we took it really seriously. We got swept up in the kind of fantasy of the music industry and I don't know, it wasn't worth losing like the four the three people who I related to the most and connect to that way in the most it just wasn't worth losing that so it's i'm glad we all made the energy to like stay friends ultimately as am i richard what are you most proud of probably like uh i think that everybody i played with in the band was like the most skilled dedicated doer of their thing that I've ever met uh, like like Peter's the the best guitar player I ever met like like and Hands I down. feel that I feel that way about every member of it so I'm like super super proud that I got to perform with a with a band like that <laughs> like like that's that uh yeah and I've never played with a drummer like Chase humble like Chase Chase and I when we were like even jam like we connected we locked in in a way that felt like as easy as talking and it was like even when chase and i butted heads we could still really really like do the rhythm section together really powerfully it was it was awesome it was awesome well my my boys this is the end for now but i'm so thankful for your time and i'm thankful that just being on the road, like I became friends with you and got to just, you know, just follow it around. Like it was, it was just cool. Like for, I think there's so many bands throughout the Midwest because Midwest just really suits itself well to tour that like y'all, you know, you get in this like kind of everyone will go out west or you know real far east at different times, but then the rest of the time you're like in this eight state loop. And you're right. and you're playing with like friends and you're like, hey, like I played with injecting, you know, 
twice this year or whatever. And it's like these weird ways to keep these friendships and connections going. And, uh, you know, I'm stoked that like I got to, got to cross paths with all you guys. So I hope that some weird way in the future, you know, more stuff happens and around and like, uh, yeah, all, all we were people. talking about doing something and then COVID hit. We never talked about it again. <laughs> I know. Well, it's the true. way we kind of see it is like we're already old, so we don't have any like youth to retain for. Like we could be fifty years old and release something, and it would be just as valid as releasing it now. So it's, it's like we ha- we have our like, you know. I still want to write with them again. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We all kind of have an idea, like our past might cross. Uh, the, given time and we'll collaborate and see what happens and for sure like it's not you know we don't know when like we're all busy i'm in school you know case is working a ton of hours peter's got lots of stuff going on peter's in a country band <laughs> nice <laughs> like a professional country band <laughs> I mean, pete's a great guitar player so it's like it i know it, it's not surprising Peter can like pull off like straight country licks. It sounds like he's from Nashville, and then turn around and do what? It, like he's he's and then do really versatile. Yeah. Is, like the dynamics between that is pretty incredible. But oh, I know. but yeah, like uh, seriously, love you boys, and uh, thanks for giving me your time today. And uh, I'm so excited to have this this piece of history in existence because it needs to exist. It needs to be validated. And no. Nothing thanks for having us validation like <laughs> capitalism so uh, yeah i prefer uh, validation over capitalism no for sure for sure um well hey i'll smell you guys later so uh, right. <laughs> bye. bye fellers <laughs>